0: (laughs) Love you Commander Smiths Get me a deck One more game You can't beat me Commander Smiths If you can't beat me I'm gonna drain my life away Man, I don't
1: even know. I have no (laughs) idea. I was like, I was trying to think. It sounds like "Electric Worry" by whatever, but I don't think that's that right song. What is
0: it? Son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. Nathaniel Radcliffe (laughs) and the Night Sweats. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's good. I was you know, like, I, that, was like I, I could tell it was something I knew, but I freaking I couldn't put it together. I was like, <laughs> Damn it, Commander Smiths. <laughs> Speaking of Commander Smiths, welcome yeah. to Commander Smiths, episode number five. Hey, we're
0: there. I'm uh, We've made it. Adam Smith. Um, I am Lowry Smith. And we are cousins. I believe we're both fans of Kurt Cousins. Oh, cousins. Coming to the Vikings. <laughs> if you don't
1: know, we are Vikings fans. We're in yeah. Minnesota country, so and we so. are kind of happy that... Mr. Cousins came here. Yeah. Hey, I heard. I heard actually kind of a funny joke with that. Oh, what's that? The you know what the what we have in uh, it's similar between us and Packer fans is that yeah. we both like our cousins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's end, but yeah. <laughs> they are. We're not. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, you Packer fans will like that. Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is episode number five. Are you, it's like I really enjoy off. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was pretty good. Episode number five. This is actually probably the first episode. We're not doing uh, more of specking, talking about cards like that. Well, we're actually going we we kind to of break yeah. down into, well, we're going to talk about specking, but not the whole episode like we've yeah. done with our previous ones. This, this one, we're, we're going to break down into three segments.
0: Yeah. First one, we're going to talk about Animar, which is a new commander. Or not a new commander, but a reprinted commander out of Masters 25. But
1: wait, what is that segment called?
0: This is going to be called Commander Spotlight. Yeah, and so bloop, bloop, bloop,
1: Animar bloop, breakdown bloop, bloop. just because of the new set or Masters 25 coming yeah, out. And so, so that said.
0: means ba- uh, Adam made a deck and then I made a deck, but separate and different ideas going on.
1: there. Larry put a little bit more work into this because I already had mine built and I've had it built for like five years. <laughs> just yeah. been tweaking it and larry actually had to put the, a deck together so his is a little more uh new i would say yeah. and a lot more work into probably it probably was just okay well, going <laughs> through my hundred cards i like that card i like that card and i like that card it, yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna talk about it <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> second uh segment we are going to actually talk about specs we're going to try to talk about what specs are we think are good each week yeah
0: we'll just talk uh, a, a, couple a couple of specs of that. that we're randomly going to pull out of the aether and, yeah
1: and kind of talk about why we think that card might jump um just a few and if there's more that week that we think might jump because of something that happened rule change or for some reason it's yeah. making multiple cards jump well then we'll talk more yeah. about that but yep. this this week it's only a, a few three cards each right about yeah three cards yeah, yeah. And then we uh, go into the last segment. The last
0: one we're going to talk about, the, the news of the week, uh, which kind of happened earlier this week. Yeah, kind of crazy. huge spoilers, yeah. uh, a leak, actually, that uh, They've been, out of Magic. It's crazy. For yeah. Dominaria. This last year kind of, of
1: all the stuff that's been leaked, it's like insane. They just keep leaking. Like there's either the printer, what was it? One of the guys that was actually printing the the cards out took a picture of it as it was coming out of the printer. Yeah,
0: and they just lost their job, yeah, I'm sure. It, and it's, it's just, just like
1: it, all these different people that there, there's a lot of people that come in uh, or that have to deal with making the cards. So it's kind of hard to regulate that, but it keeps coming from different sources. Sources, yeah. And this one's kind of funny because they didn't like try to keep it under wraps. They're like, well, it's out, so we, here yeah, you we go. Can, we can definitely talk about <laughs> that at, at, at that yeah, point. So, But yeah, let's start with uh, segment
0: number one. Let's Commander Spotlight.
1: <laughs> so we like just came you, up with that. Uh, yeah, right? but, I hope you like it. Yeah, about five minutes ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said it, too. Commander Spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> Jazzy yeah. and smooth. So we're talking about Animar, Soul of, what is it? Have, elements there we go yeah. <laughs> i have it blocked because i have my uh alternate art so i was like Wait, <laughs> is it elements <laughs> i didn't
0: feel like i had to pull that card up yeah.
1: so. so it's a blue red and green and he's a one one if you guys don't know protection from white and black we've talked about him before yeah. yep. uh but whenever you cast a creature spell you get to put a one one counter on him, yep. and then each creature in your hand costs one less to cast for each counter that is on him which is
0: really powerful yeah
1: so you can make some pretty good combos and then like larry said in episode number four uh protection from white and black protection,
0: protection from, from white and black, 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 black is black. pretty important yeah. if you have a lot of smart spot, spot re- removal yeah and those around. are the big spot removal things yeah. you know yeah. swords I mean, of plowshare yeah. vindicate
1: red is really the only other one that i'll get in there that i'll disrupt yeah. that but it covers two of the big ones yeah of removing it so we're going to start with uh the deck that i had built is a little bit easier we can go through my stuff pretty quick here um the ba- basic idea of my deck when i built it and when i keep tweaking it is you need a lot of mono rocks little little guys not rocks that like soul rings or anything like that i actually don't even think i have a no i have of course you have a soul ring in here <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh you need the creatures, the ones that are creatures and come into play because not only when you cast it to give you mana for your other turns, it also puts a one-one counter on Animar. And if you play a lot of the mirrors mm-hmm. or artifacts, uh, they end up being free.
0: Yeah, they can. Yeah, after two other creatures, they're free, yeah. which is and that that's. Do you how many like colorless creatures do you feel like you have in that deck? Colorless in cr- general, creatures. not just like your oh, in general? not the mirror, but
1: oh, I'd probably say because you got the big guys in there. Not counting the Monorock guys? Yeah.
0: Well, including them. Including them? Yeah. uh, Then
1: I'm probably around 10 to 15, I would think.
0: And that that feels like the powerful thing where you're playing creatures for free.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the big idea of what I made the deck. And then you have your big honchos that take over and you win the game. But it's really the setup of getting your little guys out. And actually, the point of that, too, is if somebody does destroy your Kill Your Animar... You still have these little monodorks mono that can... Get still, them out quicker. Or, and, or you can cast your stuff with yeah. having all the monodorks. That's a out. good point. So, so sometimes when people kill my Animar off, I actually i am like, ah, that's fine, I don't need to cast them because I already have enough guys to cast whatever I want at that yeah. point. So this deck, I have 11 monodorks, basically 3 mana or less. Um Basically, green or artifacts is pretty much... Yep, that's, that's, just that's looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. Everything's green or artifacts for the monodorks. So. I couldn't
0: think of like a, a blue or red <laughs> yeah. monodork that's any good.
1: <laughs> and then from there, I'm actually going to go into the actual cards. I'm not going to tell you what monodorks I have. You can just pick out what ones you want. A lot of the mirrors just to match what color Animar is. Yep. Um, so the next step I go into is feeding into Animar. So the first card I want to talk about is Predatory Hunger. And that's a pretty, What's that too? so it's a one green enchant creature whenever you put, so you put this basically on Animar, uh, whenever an opponent successfully casts a creature spell, put a one, one counter on enchanted creature. So you just play it on Animar. Anybody else, you know, gets that around, build your, up really yeah, quick. you get your counters on before you don't even need to <laughs> cast your creature cards. So, um, that's my first mana pumping dude. Now. Vigor or Vigor Vigor <laughs> yeah. is he's kind of a big he's a mix between a counter pumping guy and um kind of protecting your guy or a big a big fatty, but he's three green, three colorless, and he's a six six trample. If damage will be dealt to any of your creatures, instead prevent that and put a one-one counter on them instead. Now it doesn't do it for him but it does well, it Yeah, but he's else. still yeah. really powerful. You just don't well, he's, do anything with He's him. adding <laughs>
0: counters onto your Animar as well, which is pretty solid. Yeah, feeding into Animar. Yeah, and we've
1: used him in many other decks, but it yeah. just kind of works perfect with Animar, and then protecting your little guys, too, is kind of the point Well, and him. I feel
0: like yeah. it also adds, like, protection for red, like, because yeah. if you're doing surround damage, yeah. Yeah. that Good can hand. actually yeah. kill Animar, but with Vigor out, uh, it helps protect protecting. it, because it prevents that damage to put the 1-1 counter. And
1: even on. if it got enough, like, let's say, they threw out an Earthquake it yep. would still get all the counters from yeah. earthquake happening, wouldn't it? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the counters would pop onto it. Vigor would probably die if they got six enough or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So if
0: somebody plays earthquake with your vigor out, like they got to kill vigor or they just had you win the game yeah. basically. So, yeah. Uh,
1: so next card is Voral of the Hallclad, right? I'm pronouncing it right? Larry. Right. Check it. I say Clade okay (laughs) of the whole clade. thank you wordsmith (laughs) uh so it's one green and blue uh it's a legendary human merfolk that's not really the point of it the point of this card he's a one four creature green and a blue and tap him for each counter on target artifact creature or land put another one of those counters on that permanent so you double up Double animal. I like it. Yeah. So
0: then moving along.
1: Uh, Prime Speaker Zagana. Yeah, Zagana. Two, two green and two blue, another legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard, one one, but when he comes into play, put X one one counters on him where X is equal to the greatest greatest power among creatures you control. And then the best part about it is when he enters, draw cards equal to his power.
0: Yeah. So you're at least drawing one? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it's a really good card in Animar because if you have, like, the Animar cost reduction and you play that, let's say Animar is just on four. Yeah. And then if you draw five cards off of Zagana, you might be able to play all, all of those, those creatures. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Very, like, just... Potentially.
1: No, yeah, I mean, it's a lot to cast, but it gets pretty easy once you have Animar with counters on him, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next one is Renegade Crisis? Cray- Crisis.
0: Cray- Crisis. Two
1: green, one colorless. Uh, it has Evolve on it, which basically when uh, you cast a creature that has either power or toughness bigger than him, is it equal? Toughness. No, it has to be has bigger. To be bigger you get to put a 1-1 one, one counter on him whenever you put a counter on him or evolve is what it is you put a 1-1 one, one counter on each creature you control with a 1-1 one, one counter on it gotcha so you know animar should have a counter on him when he <laughs> casts yeah, yeah. when you play another creature so it should be doubling up on the counter not doubling but getting an extra oh counter. definitely yeah uh and then the last but not least which is in every freaking doubling counter, season. Yeah, <laughs> counter kind of deck it's doubling season and that's just a must-have. And it stinks. I wish
0: they just would reprint it more because it's so important for yeah. Commander. And they only have
1: the two printings
0: then? They yeah, they have like a Judge Promo and then a Modern Master or yeah, Modern Masters version and then the Ravnica version. Yeah. And If they do reprint it, people go out and get it. If it's 20, 30 bucks, it just always just continues to go up.
1: Oh, and I guess we should explain the card. One green, four colorless. Most people know what this is, but if you're listening and you don't know, it's one green, one colorless enchantment.
0: Four colors.
1: Or four colors, sorry. And then. Any counters that come into play under your control, you're doubling them.
0: That's planeswalkers. <laughs> That's plus one, plus one counters. That's tokens. That's tokens. It's It'll double. You. Yeah. Minus double your one, minus
1: one tokens. Like, yeah, which sucks, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're doing it to other people, you can. It doesn't double. Oh it, yeah, right. it's only for you. Only Never for mind. X-nay yeah. that. <laughs> so
0: I mean, if somebody's playing a minus one like a scorpion god deck, good for them. But yeah, uh, it's but doubling season is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Then the next section I move into is well I'll do the the creatures the bigger fatty creatures, um, progenic or, pro, wait, say it the mimic pro,
0: progenitor mimic
1: there we go it is four green and blue and it's a shapeshifter he's a zero zero but when he comes into play you may copy a creature that's in play and at the beginning of your upkeep you make another copy of that creature so it's just yeah. it's more of to f- copy your big fatties that you're going to be able to cast easily with animar
0: yeah and and really ideally you're play- you're casting that for you know three or two yeah even and yeah. then you're copying whatever cards you're going to talk about at the end yeah so now the next card i get
1: into is a card that i typically can win the game with uh it's tide spout tyrant oh. Five and three blue. He is a 5-5 flyer, but the, the big part of this guy is whenever you play a spell, return target permanent to owner's hand. So you just start casting your creatures out and you just start popping stuff back to yeah. people's hands. And, and that's
0: that's even if they get countered, you still, still cast a creature. And so you're bouncing a land or bouncing a creature or just getting ahead. And then if
1: you go with the whole, the, the card I talked about earlier with the drawing cards, if you're able to draw a whole bunch of cards that turn or whatever. I have a bunch of other ones that are for drawing specific when you cast a creature. I'm not really yeah. talking about those. Like Mo Vig, and yeah. in there.
0: Then, and then you just
1: continually going through your deck and just everybody's stuff has popped. And by that time, we normally are like, all right, you win the game. Yeah,
0: (laughs) there's no point in trying to come back at this. And then
1: another one that is just fun, it's an artifact, could be free, depending on how big Animar is, is Blightsteel Colossus. Now, that's just my... I know it's Infect, but it's my win. (sighs) If somebody has too much life, this is my way to get around it. But I also have that with Animar to be able to do the damage. But 12... And he could be free, potentially. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to make any comments. It's fine. It's fine. I love poison. It's, it's the best. Probably the best now. mechanic yeah. ever. You're so bitter. <laughs> Poisons normally are.
1: All right. And then everybody else's, or everybody else's, everybody's favorite, or not when it comes <laughs> out on you, Warren Kleck's Voice of Hunger, Awful. six and two green. He is a 7-6 trampler, and what he does is doubles all your mana, and then any mana that anybody else taps is stays tapped for an extra turn. So that, that's that's a game ender in
0: my mind yeah, too. I
1: mean you, you kinda when we've had it come out, we don't necessarily it isn't game ender, but you almost have to have one person sacrifice. Yeah, itself. somebody's like, I'm gonna take I'm gonna tap a turn all. off. <laughs> and try to kill that thing but then their mana just stays tapped for one more turn so they're out a whole turn pretty much it's brutal so yeah uh and that's the big fatties uh the next part of mine is the searchers of my deck now the biggest one the best one is tooth and nail it is five colorless two green sorcery now it has um entwine which you can tap two more to combine well i should read it at the end Card says: Choose one. Either you search your library for two creature cards and reveal them, put them in your hand, or you take two creature cards from your hand and put them into the battlefield. Or you can pay two more, so you have that five and two green. So you pay an extra two more, and you get to search for two green creatures and then put them directly into play. So that's my win game. Like I save yeah. that to well, go. Well, it's
0: yeah, and I think it's just kind of like a fail-safe card for like. If people are picking on Animar and just continue to try and kill it, by the time you're up to that mana, you're still able to get those huge creatures yeah. out.
1: Yeah. I've, I don't think I've actually... No, I've played him a couple times. Because Tooth and Nail is kind of a late ad. I actually bought that.
0: It's an expensive card, yeah. so it <laughs> didn't <that> go down <laughs> until they reprinted it in a Modern Masters set. Yeah. And then... Um...
1: Yeah. So then, keeping with the searching, Natural Order, two and two green when, as an additional as an additional cost to cast Natural Order, sacrifice a green creature, but you get to search your library for a green creature card and put it into the battlefield. So basically, Crater Hoof Behemoth, which I'm going to talk about in a second here. That's what this is normally searching Go for. Go and get Crater Hoof. Yeah. yeah, so that's my game ender for that. And then the last searcher is Mormir Vig Simic Visionary. Hey, yep. I got it all. Nice. <laughs> Three green and blue and what he does, he's a 2-2 Legendary Elf Wizard. When you play a green creature spell, you may search your library for a green card, reveal it. If you do, put it into on top of your library. Whenever you play a blue creature spell, reveal the top card part of your library. If it's a creature card, put that into your hand. So if you can cast something that's green and blue, you go search and put it into your hand. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to search and you're putting it on top and getting your next turn ready. To be able to cast, with and I Animar. and I
0: and I've played against this deck, so I know that you do have cards that play Both. off the top of your library yeah. as well.
1: yep, that's a good point. Yeah, so that's not in what I'm discussing. Yeah, but yeah, you're there, right. You do
0: have that. Yep, uh, and then we get into
1: my four game winner cards, which is the way I get through if Anamar's huge. That's I need something to give trample because you know little chump blockers people can chump it yeah and, and the good thing is is protection from white and black like we were saying before get through token decks and that gets through a lot of stuff but not green, But i need to potentially get through little chumps so i added all these uh trampler guys so the first one is the green god uh, nyla god of the hunt it is three and one green indestructible 6-6 it's a god uh as long as she, her, your devotion to green is less than five she isn't a creature other creatures you control have trample so it doesn't matter if she's a creature or not you already can give your stuff trample as soon as she comes into you can play still pump it as yeah. well and then yes that's the last ability is three and one green target creature gets two plus two until end of turn and you can do that multiple times if you want to because yep. it's not as much mana
0: her. as you can and that's, that's- something else that i was going to say with your natural order and with this your your little green uh, mono dudes mm-hmm. mana dorks they they feed into both of those yeah. as well yeah like you're able to just use all that mana to pump a guy or with a, um, natural order you can sacrifice one, one of, of, of those the little for dudes. really easy
1: yeah, exactly Uh, and then we go into overwhelming stampede three and two green it's another sorcery but until end of turn creatures you control gain trample and x plus x where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So mm. let's double Animar's power and then give all my other creatures whatever, whatever. And, and you again, know, like you have the little li- mana yeah. out and they can turn into... I,
0: I, for some reason, I keep on coming to the mana dorks because I feel like people maybe don't play them enough. Yeah. But in this style of deck, it definitely helps to have more creatures that you can pump yep. with your overwhelming Stampede.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's multiple cards in here yeah. that do that. And then the next one is Pathbreaker Ibex. Ibex. Yep. Four and two green. It's a goat. <laughs> three, three. Ah. Now, the thing is, you, you, it's not a game winner when you cast it. You need it actually to attack. But it does the exact same thing that I just said with Overwhelming Stampede. So when he attacks, creatures you can control get X plus X and control. trample until <laughs> end of turn where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So the exact same thing I just talked about. And then the icing on the cake is the one I've been talking about, Crater of Behemoth. It is 5 and 3 green. 5-5, five, five, haste, beast. When he enters the battlefield, creatures of control gain trample and X plus X. Hey, there's a little theme going on here. Yeah. Until end of turn where X is the number of creatures you control. So that's where the tons of monodorks, tons of creatures come into play because it's not based on the power. I mean, I might not even have Animar out or I might have it... You know, out of 1-1, one, one, I had to recast it or something like that, but I have enough dorks out there, 7-8 of them, and they're all getting 8 plus 8 or 9 plus 9 or whatever and trample, so that's and another thing. The thing
0: about Animar in this deck that you've made, um, since I've played against it, I know that I can make these comments of just like, <laughs> it's it's really fast. Yeah because you have enough draw on there to be able to drop a bunch of creatures and so if somebody doesn't have that mass removal to reset you yeah it's basically game over um i want to say that it's over within nine ten turns yeah this is my easy is my go-to deck if i'm
1: having a bad night i've mentioned that before <laughs> Where i'm like i just need to get a win so i haven't won anything tonight and so i would play this but i actually haven't played this in a long time so that
0: says that you've been winning. I've been a lot. winning. It's time to be tough you. guy sniff. <laughs> <So>. Flat tire. <laughs> Not
1: a big deal. Yeah. So that's that's uh, my Animar deck in a nutshell. It, the Monodorks and tons of draw. I mean, I didn't talk about all the drawing in there. I was more focused on how you go and win the game, your win conditions of this deck. And it kind of covers everything. So if you have somebody that's gaining a ton of life, the commander is the one that does the damage and can kill somebody. So that's does pretty
0: good. Yeah, it's a solid deck. So, I, I would agree with that.
1: All right. I'm very interested to see where you went with your deck. So I, There's there's a bunch of different styles of Animar decks, and so I'm very curious. Uh,
0: what I tried to stick to with Animar Soul of Elements is an elemental uh, tribal theme when it came to that. And a really nice part of the elementals. There's a lot of it in... And the, the cards that really like, spoke to me were the cards from Lorwyn and Morningtide. They are elements that uh, they have the ability evoke. And so oh, I'll, like I'll use that. the exa- example that, of the card that I think a lot of people like, and they, they, a lot of people use it, uh, Muldrifter. So it doesn't sound like much. It's four colorless, one blue for a 2-2 flyer. When it comes into play, uh, you draw two cards. But the evoke cost is two colorless, one blue, And what that means is it's a lot cheaper, but the creature comes into play, you are casting it, and then right when it comes into play, you sacrifice it.
1: So your Animar still gets the 1-1 counter on it. Still gets the 1-1 counter. And you're drawing two cards. And
0: you're drawing two cards, and then it's going into the graveyard.
1: Or if Animar already has the counters on it.
0: Then it's cheaper to evoke it, or or later on. Yeah, with the the evoke creatures, once you've evoked enough, you can start playing... The them at normal cost, or yeah. like for one blue, you yeah. could do it, and that's and that's what I was thinking was the evoke is so much cheaper, but you're still casting a creature, and then you're able to get those early counters on animar and then move into the other creatures, and be able to play them. Uh, some other solid uh, evoke creatures that I kind of have on a list. I'm not going to talk much about them. Uh, Slither Muse, uh, when it leaves the battlefield, you get to draw cards the amount that like an opponent has a uh, spite bellows comes down for two red and a colorless and it so deals 6 damage these are all, damage. all evoke ones these are all okay. evoke ones and they'll still over they overcost it and like Inga Chewer is one Unless red you. to evoke and it, de- it, like, destroys an artifact when it comes into play. What was it, its name? Inga Chewer. <laughs> so Inga is, like, an artifact-type thing, and then it chews it up. Ah, gotcha. Got it. It sounded like you sneezed. Well, actually, the Inga Chewer, uh, the foil of that is, like, 15, 16 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's not something I'd like. The, but the uh, uh, non-foil versions, 50 cents, less than. Uh, and the card out of that, like Muldrifter, I would say uh, it's a cheap card. A ton of people use it because yeah. it has, has that versatility and draws you cards. I'd say go out and pick some foils up. They're like two fifty dollars for the Modern Master version. Uh, and the Lorawin version, the original, is up to like 8 9 bucks. So uh, I think you have a little bit of potential to buy into those yeah. and make a little, you know, I at, like at least be, yeah. be ahead on that. Definitely. Um, so so with, uh, with it being an elemental deck... Uh, there are some cards out there that um, are elemental like specifically to help out. like Flamekin Harbinger, which is from Laura Wynn will uh, it's one red one one. When it comes into play, you get to search for an elemental and then put that on top of your library. That's a solid card. Incandescent Soulstoke uh, kind of has that same feel of like cheating creatures into play with your tooth and nail. But what that does it's uh, red two colorless, two two gives all your creatures or all your elementals plus one plus one. You can pay a red and a colorless, tap it, and put an elemental into play uh, until end of turn, and it has haste. Nice. So it's nice. It's just kind of like another easy way to get these big elementals into play at least. Because you're doing more of a tribal with the elemental. Exactly. With this deck. Yeah. So and that's that where really uh, like some of the cards that are nice, and I think uh, they're not reprinted, and they're not going to be reprinted a ton, are the elemental-specific lands. So you have like Primal Beyond and Flamekin Village. And they're both uh, lands um, Primal Beyond. It uh, comes it comes into play untapped if you show an elemental, which if you're an elemental deck, you should have that. And then it gives you any color of mana you want.
1: It would be nice if you could show the elemental that's sitting in your command zone.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Because
1: <laughs> yeah. is an elemental. I believe so. that's
0: called command tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, another one uh, for Flamekin Village, it also comes into play untapped if you show an elemental. Mm-hmm. And then you, it gives you a red, or you can pay a red, tap it, and give a creature haste. Nice. Which haste is always nice. Yeah, even giving um,
1: that to uh, your Animar.
0: Yep. Animar is going to be a 1 1. Well, if you're yeah, trying to think yeah, at that I don't point. Know. I mean, you could. <laughs> but well, what if they're at 20 commander damage? You just need to do one more commander. You, damage. And they're black and white? Yeah. Like, black and white deck. Time <laughs> to get them. Get them. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think the lands are something that you can look at and just be like, well, they're not going to reprint a ton of these because they're so specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I, I think they're solid cards. Uh, now, a nice thing to be able to do is uh, with with the evoke costs on elementals, you actually can respond to the evoke sacrifice trigger and you can uh, sacrifice it to something else for value. Oh, okay.
1: That, yeah, that's that's where it gets interesting where you have to actually know the kind of like how... The rules go of how, when Layer. your creature comes in. Yeah, yeah the comes layering. into play, and it
0: says you need to sacrifice this, so that enters the stack. And then what you want to do is, if you have a sacrifice outlet that's for free, or you can use you you use it for that benefit. So like Goblin Bombardment, which is an enchantment, you can sacrifice a creature to deal one damage to a creature or player. Um, you have like Greater Good, which uh, with these elementals draws you stuff. It can draw you cards for the power, and then you discard three, which is a solid card to. Uh, refill your hand and the one that i really like that i think would be great for this deck is perilous for rays which is an enchantment two green and three colorless and it's uh you can sacrifice a creature for one and then you go and search for a basic land card and put it into play tapped
1: what's nice too is you don't need to tap it or anything like that you can do it to multiple creatures if you wanted to yeah and then you're getting more mana to help cast with your big elemental fatties exactly (laughs) so
0: part of it is just like you don't want to have to rely on AMR, but Animar is awesome. And so you want to... I, I and, and the sack outlet is great there too. And with Perilous Forays, it made me think of like i really like landfall as a mechanic mm-hmm. and there are actually some really good elementals out there that help with landfall oh nice and so i um, kind of have a
1: side theme to it with yeah landfall. side but there's
0: they're elementals so yeah. omnath locus of rage yeah whenever a land comes into play get you get five, a five, five five elemental and whenever an elemental dies uh it deals three damage to a creature or player so you can really wreck
1: somebody that when one. you're
0: evoking you're still you're getting that trigger um if you're uh perilous forays you can sacrifice one of those five Five fives fives and get another land get another five five three damage and just kind of play off of that as well
1: it is nice too that it is one colorless like it's not color specific yeah so you can kind of play around with that more
0: yeah uh zendikar's royal is an enchantment that i tried mentioning in the last podcast and i kind of messed up the name I said, uh, Royal of Zendikar, which is a different card. But uh, Zendikar is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a five mana green enchantment that when a land comes into play, you get a two two enchantment. Um, so that kind of plays with Omnat there. Good thing I mean, we don't
1: have a, a lot of li- listeners right now because we'd have uh, just yeah. <laughs> rated in the comments. God, you're how did how you think? Th- I can't believe that that you said that. You're so how could stupid. you mess up
0: Zendikar's Royal and, <laughs> and, and Royal of Zendikar? <laughs> The Got two it. completely different cards. <laughs> god, one's just, blue and one's green. That, oh my god! I can't believe you did that. I know. Uh, and then a, another one. That <laughs> I bet I, you couldn't <laughs> sleep after that too. Well, you're I was like, like, hey, trying it. to figure out what the heck the card was because I knew I wasn't right after. <laughs> like I listened to myself. Uh, but the card that I think is really heavily played in uh, the the commander uh, scene is Avenger of Zendikar. Golly. That's an elemental. Yep. And it works great with animar Oh yeah, and you're able to put down a bunch of like Chump O ones and. Too bad and animar
1: doesn't go whenever a creature enters the battlefield oh, that'd because be that'd be a ridiculous combo. Oh, just- gosh,
0: Avengers end a card. Oh yeah, and then I add about seven more counters on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh, and that kind of this all leads into like the sp- support of the deck. And one card that would work for in your deck which is kind of newer uh was is hardened scales yeah and i really like that card it's a one mana green enchantment and whenever a one one counter is put on a creature you put another one one counter on a creature now this in this and it's an enchantment
1: and not just an enchant creature it's similar to where mine where you had to put it the on the actual creature this is nice because it just sits there and then it's whenever a counter is actually put on it goes on
0: all your creatures and this card is awesome because it works with a lot of different commanders to pick up like right now it's about it's about two dollars i believe the foils are in between like four and five but they work with like genera asura of war which is a bant angel um commander a Trex,a plus one plus one style counter decks you got gabe guru of spores uh there's just a ton of decks that commanders that deal with one one counters and this just can go on a lot of them
1: yeah Yeah, I like that card a lot, especially if you can get the foil ones of those bad boys. I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah, Uh, another a couple of cards also that uh, we've talked talked about about in the past, like before we started the podcast. Forgotten Ancient is actually an elemental, and that's uh, so that's three colorless, one green for like a. I want to say it's a one-one, but whenever an opponent or whenever a spell is played, put a one-one counter on it. Oh yeah, yeah. During your upkeep, move one-one counters to wherever. Yeah. So you can just. Every, whenever somebody plays a card, put a one-one counter on it. Works with uh, Heart and Scales. Yep. Move them all onto Animar. Make all your creatures super For free. easy to. Yeah. <laughs> it can get. I, I I can see it being really crazy. Uh, Panharmonicon seems really cool in this deck, oh, which yeah. it seems really cool in a lot of decks. Um, Panharmonicon. It's such a good card, but it's so freaking confusing when you get
1: it. Like just the. Doubling, it triggers a lot. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like it's. I don't know. I've always had not I don't have trouble with it, but it's always like, okay, so this works right. We're getting double this, right? Yeah. But it's a very, very good card. I like that card. It actually has a spec in itself. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's another that's story. Yeah.
0: Uh, some some other cards that I really like in this deck are like Cauldron of Souls, which is a five mana artifact. You can tap it and give any creature uh, persist, which yeah. means if it doesn't have a minus one, minus one counter on it, it comes back with a minus one, minus one counter on it. And so if it this works is all well,
1: consistent with making 1-1 counters, you can x that minus-1 counter. Yeah.
0: So Anamar can... Well, Anamar would end up dying because he comes back. Oh, yeah. He's a 1-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would die, but the evoke creatures come back. Uh, if you want to actually save somebody oh, else's creature... Oh, I like creature,
1: that idea with the evoke.
0: Yeah. It, you can actually save somebody else's creature if you need that back, like on the battlefield, because it's any creature. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can play politics, or if you're trying to gang up on a person and they rat the board, you're like, mm, we're all gonna come back, <laughs> and your your stuff is dead. Um, and then another card that I really like with the evoke mechanic here is Mimic Vat, which is a three mana uh, artifact that uh, when it's whenever a creature goes to the graveyard, and this is any creature anybody's, you get to exile that from their graveyard, and um, it is imprinted onto that artifact. You can pay three, tap it and make that. And make a token of that creature for until end of turn. Nice. So it works well with evoke and yeah. it's just solid with other people's creatures. Other people want to play good creatures too. And so you're like, well, that's dead. I'm actually gonna take it. They can't reanimate it because it's exiled from their graveyard.
1: And then and, you can keep making copies of it.
0: Yep. And uh if you with the sack outlets you can have like uh, worm Coil Engine tokens after that, or if there's something that comes into play that creates tokens, they're left there. It's it's a really sweet card, um, and I think it goes in a lot of decks as well.
1: Yeah, I like that combo.
0: So with Evoke, you're having a lot of your creatures go to the graveyard, and it'd be nice to have them back for Animar, so I have a little bit of a recursion theme in there as well. You uh, Regrowth, which is a really cool card. Eternal Witness, a lot of people, that's the one card that I think is off Elemental theme. Uh, for a creature one kind of card that's pretty cool it's an elemental i don't know if i'd play it but grave sifter
1: uh what is that one actually i don't know Sifter. so it's an
0: elemental from uh a commander set and when it comes into play uh everybody gets to choose a creature type and bring all of those creatures oh, back yeah. in your hand yeah so that can bite you in the butt and normally it does bite me in the butt <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not huge on playing it but i think it's I think it can be really cool if you you'll you have a a great advantage if you're the only tribal deck at the table yeah because other people can just be like well i'm gonna get my best card back back, and you get a a fistful yeah but uh, an elemental that i really like out of it because you get double duty uh, is green warden of murasa murasa from battle for zendikar and it's a six mana green uh so it's four mana two green uh it's a uh, five four when it comes into play you get to bring a card back from your graveyard and when it dies you can exile it and bring a card back from your graveyard so
1: basically it's two regrowths right there yeah it's yeah. two
0: regrowths in animor it almost should only cost two green to play yeah you have just sa- what
1: regrowth costs you have your sack out <laughs> as well five four yeah. beater
0: yeah it seems like really powerful in there and i think it works in a lot of decks i've, yeah. I've liked it in a couple of different ones like sidisi brood tire and i i'll their green graveyard decks are pretty good. Marin of the Clan Noth, I believe it is. Yeah, uh, And then you just, with uh, the tribal theme, yeah, there are some good general tribal cards out there. Uh, you have Call of the Kindred, which is kind of a weird one. It's like an aura that you get to look at the top five cards and put, um, I think, one of that, like an elemental into my hand. So it kind of like digs a little bit deeper so Steely Resolve would get, give all of your Elementals. Uh, Shroud. Um, I don't know how well shared Animosity would go in there. I think that's better for a tribal token deck like Krenko, but uh, shared Animosity for each creature that's attacking uh, that you control, it gets plus one, plus zero. For each oh. other creature that shares a so creature it, type yeah. with it, I don't know how many Elementals are going to be on the field with yeah. this one, so that's kind of iffy. Uh, Cryptic Gateway is kind of a cool card. It's an artifact for like five or six mana. Uh, You can tap two of the same, like, two elementals, and you get to put an elemental from your hand into play for free. Yeah. Not casting, so it doesn't help Animar, but again, it's a way to get around if people are targeting Animar. And the kind of cool card that I feel like is a little underpriced, and I think it's a solid card, is Descendant's Path.
1: Yeah, I actually do like this one as a spec as well.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's an enchantment for two colorless, one green, and you look at the... during your upkeep... Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal a top card. If it's a creature that shares a creature type of another creature you control in, on the battlefield, you get to put it directly onto the battlefield.
1: That's nice. Yep. That's so it's super awesome with tribal stuff.
0: Yeah. And if you're just running like uh, Sensei's Defining Top or Miri's Guile in a deck, it's pretty solid in most tribal green decks. Yep.
1: Just being able to stack what your top looks like so you can actually get stuff out for free. Yep. I like it.
0: And so that's that's kind of the rough idea that I had for uh, Animar soul of the elementals. <laughs>
1: and, uh, so you actually have him as an elemental commander, yes. which is kind of cool. I like that idea. You're going to have to build that deck. Are you going to yeah,
0: if, if people actually watch the uh, the YouTube video that we're going to be putting together of the Masters 25, I was able to pull Animar in that deck. Yep. Oh, so don't I get, give
1: away the spoilers.
0: Well, they, they don't know when I get it yeah. is the big thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, you'll have to watch the video. We'll have that one coming up pretty much at the same time as this. I was, I was pretty salty. Yeah. Hey, don't give it away. Don't give it away. It, it doesn't mean that he won or lost. Uh, you'll have to watch uh, dueling boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun opening up that box. Uh, On to segment two. Uh, We're actually going to go through a couple of our spec cards here for the week. Um one of I'll start off one card especially with Dominaria being revealed this is one card I feel like if you're going to invest in it it's now that you need to invest in because it's already starting to go up because Dominaria is heavy on the legendary creatures and this one deals with it it's Riki the History of Kamigawa. So what that card does is uh two colorless one green a legendary creature human shaman and whenever you play a legendary spell, you get to draw a card, and he's a 1-2. Now, So that counts for everything that's coming with Dominaria with the legendary sorceries, sorceries. the legendary creatures. enchantments, legendary and creatures. They changed
0: Planeswalkers, planeswalkers. to in the last year. So actually,
1: it originally spiked when they changed that rule on the Planeswalkers, Okay. and then it's kind of been going down ever since. It was over $10. Um, but now with Dominaria coming out... That's going to be more of a thing that people are going to actually starting
0: to go up again.
1: And the thing is, it doesn't really have a reprint. Like it, it would have to happen in a masters set because it can't be in like any signature set because of it's pretty much stuck to Sabres Kamigawa. Kamigawa. Yeah, yeah. It, unless it they came back to Kamigawa.
0: One of the least favorite uh, <laughs> modern day sets. So it the reprint it doesn't seem
1: like that's going to happen very soon. So I feel like I would agree. this is something to get now and actually I got it <laughs> I bought another copy because I didn't think I had a copy. Uh but I got my copy before at $5 and I just bought one for today for 650, but they're over 9. I mean there's barely any left at uh, under 9 bucks. So yeah.
0: and I and I have two. Like I I play one in my Captain Sasa deck and it's it's a nice little draw engine. Yeah so that's my first spec what's yours larry uh, and mine kind of plays off of uh the dominaria spoilers or leaks as well and i'm also going to stick to the kamigawa block now there there are a lot of like legend matter cards in the kamigawa block because it's fairly similar to this dominaria block that's coming out there's like Kamigawa 2.0, 2. 0, and you hope yeah. that Dominaria actually works. And so, Time of Need, which is a sorcery, it's an uncommon from uh, champions of Kamigawa, and it's one colorless, one green sorcery. Uh, search your library for a legendary creature card and put it in your hand.
1: So, with all the legendary stuff coming out, that works really well. Just that
0: adds more. What do we have for a price bullets? on that? that uh, this card's like a buck fifty right now. Okay, um, but the the foil of it is over eleven dollars. Oh, and geez, so yeah. this there there's something that's a little bit off i think it's starting to go up a little bit as well
1: so are you thinking more of the foil or the regular version i'd say the regular, regular version i
0: think the foil version is probably its gonna peak? go up. i i think it's gonna go up as well okay but i don't think it's gonna go up as much okay it'd be a lot easier to sell so maybe a couple foil if you want to turn around and sell them uh once dominaria comes out yeah Uh, off the hype
1: and by the way we mentioned it before but Dominera it just got i mean it was two-thirds of the set so you pretty we pretty much know what's all in that
0: it's crazy yeah
1: so but uh my next one and i've i've been on this one the same one as i talked about in our first podcast with mirage mirror uh kind of the same boat as that it's ramen up excavator and it is two colorless and one green two three um if you know crucible worlds it does what crucible worlds does you may play land cards from your graveyard and if you look at a crucible worlds it's at like 60 plus bucks right now. yeah
0: it's a
1: great card now i'm focused more on the foils of this and you have to be careful of this because here's the problem this is one of the rare cards that they actually did a launch party foil and then your pre-release foil most of these cards your rares you get a a pre-release foil, but they had a launch party foil and it's a completely different art, which I actually don't mind it, but most people hate it. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get that foil cheaper than the regular card and card stores, especially on TCG have a tough time. I've been sent, I buy the ones that are the pre-release ones. Mm-hmm. And I would say 70% of the time they send me the, uh, launch party ones. Oh, so
0: they mess up. Yeah. And
1: so I'd be like, um, you gave me the wrong ones. This is a completely different art than the ones I'm looking for. I was like, I don't want to spend the money to send it back to you. So can you just refund me the difference of what it would cost? And it's normally like a buck fifty for those foils. Yeah. Where compared to the launch or the pre-release ones, you can get them around probably six bucks. They're sitting on.
0: Uh, right now they say seven, but I, I've got at a couple. Goldfish. Yeah, I
1: goldfish, but I've been able to get them around four or five we, bucks right we, now.
0: We kind of go off of goldfish a lot because it's super easy. Yeah. Um, but a better way of knowing how much you can kind of like buy them for are the market price on TCG Player. Yeah. And so, actually,
1: if you go on eBay, that's where you oh, really will be able to tell TG. how yeah. what it's going to sell for because. I don't have a TCG account to sell on there, so I'm selling all mine through eBay. So that's okay. typically where I go if I'm like, okay, what is this going to sell at if I'm trying to figure out the price at? But buying, I typically buy through TCG because it is yeah. cheaper than eBay. So, But this works so well with all the you know, We only had one card that you could take stuff, your land out of the graveyard and bring it in, You know, play it like it was in from play. your... Yeah. Yeah now we have two there, there's for... a reason why
0: yeah there's there's really like i think the third one would be life from the loam yeah and that's a different you know yeah, it's a it's sorcery a di- it's it's doing something different um I, but i think all three of them are really powerful cards and so you can play it gives you more tools to be able to build the deck that's based off of playing
1: from your graveyard and yep. sacrificing your lands like with Gitrog, like, just
0: being able to replay your fetches yeah, is exactly. really powerful. Or
1: strip mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, strip mine's a jerk. Well, <laughs> well I'll, I'll say that we every time we determined that we it's both have done bang. this. We both, <laughs> we both, <laughs> we both done it. Who's big? It's called winning. Yeah, folks, get Winning. Over it. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. <laughs> yeah, let's let's bring back that guy. What's his name? What's Tiger that? Blood. Tiger Blood. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen. Oh, yeah. I was like, Tiger Blood. <laughs>
1: nice. I forgot. That is what that's from. Yeah, that dude was he's nuts. Nice.
0: Let's not bring him back. No. Let's edit this out. All right, Let's next never, card. Never mention Charlie <laughs> Sheen
1: again. But anyways, uh, like I said, go for the launch party. Or not, oh God, not the launch party. If you wanted to save some money and kind of trying to bank on maybe buying some of the foils, you can get those cheaper than the regular ones. I have about 20 of them, but I got them for like a buck fifty and then i have about 10 of the foil just pre-release ones. So that, that i think it's a good card to spec on. It's still low and it hasn't started jumping yet. Um, but the prices or the amount of decks on EDH rec is going up quite a bit. So it's pretty equal a little less than Crucible of Worlds, but it's getting up there. Yeah. So,
0: next card uh, the card that it, I'm going to stick with Tutoring, and that would be Thalia's Lancers. That's from, why it smells down here. Yeah, Tutor. Uh, <laughs> it's from Eldritch Moon. Uh, so it's a newer card, and so it's, it's pretty cheap right now. It's like 63 cents, uh, but it's a uh, 4-4 four, four first strike creature for three colorless and two white. Uh, and, but when it, the important part is when it comes into the battlefield, you can search your library for a legendary card. Not a creature, not, you know, just a legendary card. So adding those legendary sorceries into play, uh, having the change to of Planeswalker to legendary, you can go and search up anything that's legendary, a land, stuff like
1: that. So what's interesting about that card is go to the foils. Yeah, I actually, when they changed the rules on Planeswalkers, I bought a bunch of the foils and regulars. And I've been out on that. I got out on that one, I've, or I've sold it before. It'll Dominaria, like but no, I I made a big profit off of that, and now we have Dominaria coming out, so it buy back in again. I mean, it dropped back down a little bit, yeah, but the,
0: the foils are sitting right around like two fifty. Yeah,
1: so, so I got out on I think four or five bucks each for the yeah. the foils. I, I think
0: it'll go back up to yeah. four or five bucks easy. Yeah,
1: so the foils and non foils I think are good ones on that. Uh, I think I kept four of my foils and then one regular on that i, I think it's just a solid card yeah. in general yeah it's so, a good search
0: especially for EDH. being able to go and find a, a good legendary card is yeah. pretty land important. included land, yep.
1: enchantment any of that stuff it's that's legendary in there that's true yep. it's uh in there all right my last one is and this one's kind of a another one like you, you need to get on the boat with this one and buy pretty quick because uh, it's actually already rising. Aetherflux Reservoir. Now this is I love this card in my Rashmi deck, uh, but it's good in a ton of decks. It's whenever you cast, so it's four colorless artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you cast that turn, uh, and then you may pay fifty life to do fifty damage to target player or creature. Uh, that's pretty badass. If It's doing a lot of damage. Yeah, even if you're not doing that part of it, it's just casting spells, gaining life. You know, And people don't necessarily target it, being like, eh, whatever, you can keep gaining life, it's not a big deal. So it doesn't get brought down right away unless you're comboing with it, which that's what I do yeah, with well, the rush. Well, like if,
0: you, if you just cast three spells, you just gain six life. Yeah,
1: so that's... it's it's pretty ridiculous. And then if you gain enough life, if it's... It, Probably in a typical 50. life gaining deck, you can just wipe out a player right there.
0: Yeah, There's, yeah. If you're over fifty, you just play it and burn somebody out.
1: Yeah, and my like I said, my target on this is to go for the foils and specifically the pre-release ones because those are still around five bucks. They keep you know they're hovering around five to six bucks, whereas the regular ones, uh, the set foils, are over nine dollars and those are just rising. So it's mm-hmm. only a matter of time before. These are gone, and I bought a bunch of these. I have 10 of these in foil that I got for four, three or four dollars. And so they've already gone up a couple bucks since I got them about Mm. two months ago, I think. And this card's
0: played a lot in In Commander. Yeah, Yeah.
1: EDH, it's over 9,000 decks right now for (sighs) EDH. So that's saying a lot. If you get over for a new card that's only been out for a year plus and it's over 5,000, that's pretty good. So, mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is my last one. What is your last one, Lau? Mine is dense foliage. Now it's it's been a cheap card forever, uh, but I just really like it, and I'm kind of surprised. Uh, so it's an enchantment, two colorless, one green. Uh, creatures cannot be the target of spells. It's pretty simple. It's not hexproof. It's not shroud. It's just spells can't target uh, your creatures. And so if you can take advantage of that and you're playing Animar with a bunch of elementals that do your damage and remove creatures, then you're kind of one-up. You're still able to target with your creature abilities because you have less spells to play with. Yeah. And it kind of handicaps the other people. And a lot of mass protections, like enchantments, like ascetism, those are expensive cards. And like I think ascetism is like, I want to say over $8 off mm-hmm. the top of my head. And this card's three mana to play. And if you can just use it to your advantage, I think it's worth more than the 75 cents that it is. And
1: do we have the foil version of that bad boy?
0: They're actually. No, they're um, not. Is there on that? I don't think so. No, I don't think there's a foil version. No, there routine. isn't. A, it no. was printed in Weatherlight and 6th edition. So before foils were made. So to get the the black border the, the six yeah don't is, get six yeah, edition, sixth edition would be white, white borders are awful yeah
1: <laughs> you see how dirty the cards can get yeah, <laughs> yeah. white border stuff stick stick to so the black that's, border that's a very good spec because you don't have a foil version of going after that so that's the only version you're going after yeah and it's at 72 and it's been that way for a long Forever, time. Yeah. yeah
0: it just feels really undervalued yeah for what it can do
1: very nice All right, well, that is our pick segment, our Smith Specs for the week. Uh, Smith Specs. Whisper in my ear. I'm going to do every segment name in that.
0: Current magic news. Coming up now. (laughs) News of the week. Uh,
1: As you know, what we've been talking about is dominaria or dominaria however you want to I don't, say yeah it.
0: i don't really know how to we're, say it we're either. covering
1: both our bases i say dominaria he's saying dominaria so we're, yeah. we're covered there so. i have a cold yeah
0: <laughs> so either way i'm right uh but this
1: it, it's interesting like we were talking about before it's kind of crazy that they, this stuff just keeps getting spoiled like masters 25 hadn't even come out yet and then this is already spoiled part of the whole set you know yeah no pictures though that makes it a little more interesting so
0: do do you know exactly what happened with the leak was it it was something with china yeah so it i feel like there was some type of information and it was in chinese when it was released so it was uh and then it just somehow it got onto like i think a web page of wizards i think not 100% sure then people just take these snapshots and then then it spreads like wildfire And uh, but
1: it's just it's crazy that that we're this is so many times this year that this is this, this isn't
0: coming out until April yeah so <laughs> we we have some time and normally they don't do it end of April I think what they do it two weeks before they start doing the the spoilers uh for bigger uh for for newer standard sets they try like three weeks three
1: well yeah. lately they've been doing one week reveals which is kind of crazy that they've been doing that the last I mean Masters twenty five was a one week I guess iconic was a no that one wasn't week. even a one yeah, week they'll, that they'll was do, at that uh
0: they'll do one week because that a GP? It's, they, they don't think people are excited about reprints yeah and they got that probably from corsets way back in the day yeah. but that's because corsets sucked. sucked they were so bad <laughs> and so but you'd have
1: a couple good cards out of there somewhere. sure yeah <laughs> but for the most part uh they were pretty bad but so some key things to know: Wizards, with this. nobody's
0: excited about bad reprints. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where's yeah. our Birds of Paradise? Yeah, we should did. have Birds of Paradise <laughs> in this. We were discussing
0: that. That Birds of Paradise so apparently isn't iconic, or and it, it's not good it enough, enough to be 25. in like, 25 uh, yeah. years. Uh, it's like the it's... most
1: most used card in modern with for green, like color, whatever. <laughs> I love Bob. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's
0: the... It could be a Dominaria here. Yeah. Even though they spoiled like two-thirds of the yeah. set. <laughs> and they... Yeah it's but,
1: not no it's I, not going to be but so some of the new stuff that we uh are dealing with in this set is uh, a thing called saga which saga scene is cool yeah so and it's kind of the one card that they have it revealed it's weird because it's a side art so you have the saga stuff happening on the left it's like a scroll yeah and there's three parts to the saga the first you go down each turn and you put a counter on the first saga your next turn you put it on the second one and then the third turn you put it on there and then you sacrifice it and not all the times does it do a different thing on each saga sometimes it's two and three like so the
0: one that they have a picture of is phyrexian scriptures so it's
1: two and two black uh enchantment saga put a one one counter so the first one is put a one one counter on top of or on up to one target creature that creature becomes an artifact in addition to its other types the next turn when you put your second counter on destroy all non-artifact creatures and then your third one is exile all cards from opponents graveyards and then at that point when you put that third one on you sacrifice it after you put the counter on it yeah. so th- another thing that that came with is we now have this thing called um what is it the legendaries artifacts and are all considered one type and planeswalkers and planeswalkers are considered what are they called they're called a certain type now.
0: Yeah, we'd have to find it. Historic, historic. cards, <laughs> which is
1: it's kind of interesting. They added artifacts into there. Well, I, I guess because it's, it's like artifact, like is an old they're, they're or always whatever. always older yeah. when you're using it. Yeah, that but makes sense to me. But yeah, so it's just funny that you have these two legendary things and then artifacts as part of your historic stuff. I
0: think that makes it not so uh, unplayable. Like people always have artifacts out, and so yeah, you're, this is this is. I think they're trying to avoid like. The arcane problem or the energy problem where it's just like super insular yeah and so you can only play legendary sorceries when you have legends in play yeah well you how about artifacts they're kind of historic too and flavor wise it makes sense uh and then you're just able to actually just cast them more often
1: yeah i i get it it's just it's interesting we have a whole new sub
0: Historic. Yeah. Type, it, type I, I think it. it was really cool. Yeah. So like, going back to sagas though, like the, I, I really like that as a flavor thing because they're talking about Dominaria and a lot of the beginning, like the first 10, 15 years of magic is on Dominaria. And, and so they're, <laughs> these sagas kind of go through the story of different parts of the history of Dominaria. That's why it's really cool. Like the Phyrexians were there. Nerd. <laughs> I think that I feel no, like there's a Homerids saga in there somewhere <laughs> from Fallen Empires. I'd have to relook. But it just like it, it's telling the story of the first decade easily of, of magic. Of magic. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool idea of just being able to quick get 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 like a year's worth of information onto one card.
1: Yeah. This in this set uh specifically seems like it's made for freaking edh because of all the legendary yeah, stuff The this, from
0: from my understanding there's going to be a legendary card in every single in pack. Each pack
1: yeah that's kind of crazy and th- th- we got legendary sorceries which you can't cast them unless you control a legendary permanent or is a creature it's the historic part yeah so so you
0: need a legendary creature planeswalker or artifact to cast these legendary sorceries yeah
1: so it interesting interesting cards in this interesting mechanics in it Uh, we also got kicker back again i think in this kickers are pretty sweet yeah i like that i you know so my favorite card of this which i mean it's got to be karn i mean karn is ridiculous we got the planeswalker karn
0: again he's coming back
1: and as you know the other karn is over 80 dollars now because he's they keep not printing. yeah and this karn he's going to be up that 80 but he's going to be up there because he's four colorless i never just this is one of the cards we'll talk about but we're not going to really go in depth next week will be more of that but i really yeah, this is I the mean, one i'm excited yeah, next, for.
0: next week i feel like i want to really deep dive yeah. into a lot of these cards but this one's
1: just ridiculous so he's four colorless to come out and he has five loyalty his plus one is revealed. Top cards. two cards. Your opponent chooses one of those cards. It goes in your hand. The other one is exiled with a silver counter on it. Then your minus one. So basically, you get it back down to your five. You get to take one of those cards that has a silver counter on it and put it in your hand. So you're basically drawing two cards, yeah. and his loyalty does not go down at all. And then your minus two is making a zero zero colorless construct artifact where. Oh, no. That's just that. Oh, no. Where his. Yeah, he gets one plus one for each artifact you control.
0: That seems really cool. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous
1: for a four mana planeswalker. I mean, the draw engine of that. It's draw, 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 and make make a huge thing. Yeah. And
0: you can make that huge thing right off the bat in an artifact. Yeah, that's a good point because
1: you can do its ultimate, which really, its ultimate is kind of weak, but whatever. It's a good card for four (laughs) mana and it can go into any deck, you know? So I I feel this card is going to go. Pretty bonkers from the beginning. Yeah,
0: I, I have a feeling it's pretty solid. Colorless in any deck. Yeah. Did you just say that? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Repeat. What? I'm a parent. Repeat loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you know, and it also can go colorless. It can go in any deck. <laughs> <laughs> this just kind of tells you that I don't pay attention to you a lot. You're just like I'm waiting for myself I, to talk. Yeah. <laughs> It's my turn to talk. It really doesn't matter what Adam says. I'm just,
0: it was definitely more important when I said it. Just oh, saying. that makes sense, Larry. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't even know what Adam said. <laughs>
1: oh, I want to call you drunk, but we're towards the end of the podcast, so we don't uh, want to open up a beer now. No, I prefer not to. Yeah. Here. I got to drive home. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, we, we'll get more in-depth with that uh, set next week. Um, there really won't be anything more released on it, but we'll just go more in-depth with uh, the cards that we do know yeah, about. I think
0: there's a lot of cards that you can speculate on. Yeah. Like, there's a um, Sapperling legend out there. There's, uh, oh, man, there's so many yeah. cool legends out there that I, I already want to build with, and i got to wait at least two, like, basically two months at this point Yeah, to build them. But
1: it's kind of cool. We have... <laughs> already know a whole bunch i I can't wait for the art i guess that's what i'll be more yeah uh, the art seems really cool it is weird to see all these cards and not have the art with it 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 doesn't feel as like nostalgic like oh this that card's awesome. like you need the art to add in how cool the card is yeah because you could have really crappy art and the card does i don't know the just having these blank pictures we only have two pictures of these cards words yeah who wants to read (laughs) give me give me those pictures pictures.
0: yeah readings for chumps like just just to give an example a little little taste for next week there's a there's a commander that is going to be coming do you know what lightning helix is yes one red one white uh instant deal three damage to target creature or player and you gain three life this card uh because of the commander will deal nine damage and gain you six life off of that card that i just explained this commander does that
1: it's awesome isn't it yeah it's crazy uh, <laughs> I'm excited for this. Well, one one more thing. Oh, you want to? All right. They also have War Elves back in it.
0: Land of War Elves is gonna go into standard. Yeah. <laughs> so, Llanowar Elves was taken out of standard because of a like philosophy shift for wizards, uh, because of standard, and they felt like um, it it speeds up the format really fast. So instead of going turn one, turn two, turn three, a lot of mana dorks in the last couple of years have been two mana. So that it turns.
1: It takes a little bit longer for people to ramp up.
0: Three drops on turn two is too fast. Yeah. But four drops on turn three is okay. Yeah. That's basically what they were saying. And now. They're like, yeah, here you go. (laughs) Now with Llanowar Elves being in there, it just sped up standard a lot quicker at this point.
1: Yeah, that's going to be insane. But, anyways, that was just my little. I wanted to add. Because. I would would love it if they they added like.
0: That'd be great if they went back to like super powerful cards like getting lightning bolt back in standard oh, Bop, man. uh birds of paradise that we just talked about that'd be great if they just like souped up dominaria and made it like really powerful going like we made this awesome like they, yeah. they well they do have hey, a hey, wizards
1: you haven't released the other ones yet go ahead and put it in Bop. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, lightning they, bolt they already kind of have a, a a lightning bolt and a new counter spell yeah. in, that's coming out and that's like if you control a wizard you basically have a lightning bolt if you control a wizard you have a spell. yeah which is powerful in itself um i don't know if it's super fun to have them restricted like that but um it'll be interesting yeah next week we will go get, more in yeah depth i think this. we'll get a little bit more in depth
1: and we'll just basically yeah next week is just going through cards uh kind of we did with the other sets a little bit uh no yeah. deck tech next week right? i don't
0: i don't think no. so i think i just want to talk about this and talk about cards that are out there that would work really yeah. well it could, could be
1: a little bit of specking with the the cards that yeah like you said yeah. work well with that yeah am i repeating you
0: <laughs> no well, you know no, what we, we want to do is we want to talk about the cards ever <laughs> <laughs> you never had an unoriginal thought yeah. ever <laughs> Oh, you are
1: drunk. All right. (laughs) That about wraps up this podcast. You know what I realized as we got through the end of this one is we never said in the beginning of the podcast where where people can catch us.
0: You know what? Uh, So I think we're going to start using our Twitter. We haven't touched it yet. Oh,
1: no. uh, I did uh, the tweets of the cards uh, from last time. Did you? So we will tweet all the cards on Twitter. And actually, our episodes get uh, posted on Twitter automatically when I upload them up. Oh, really? So they pop up on there. So we actually have like six tweets. and both you and i don't have a twitter account besides this one so this is the first time i haven't really checked it well i do have a twitter account but yes i i have old stuff on. we're working on it yeah (laughs) so but yeah uh you can catch us uh, shoot a tweet at us at uh commander smiths or uh commander
0: smiths at gmail.com uh Uh, once again you can do the they can um, give us yeah if you if you songs. have a song that you want us to sing you can write it out for us and uh once again just put our name who
1: you want to sing or it could be well no we need to have a name yeah we need it, a name so specific, that so one so person
0: can sing and then the other person can guess otherwise we'll
1: both read it and then yeah game over and then we may actually say give you a shout out for well we will give you a shout out if you give i us won't a
0: song. I did it all myself. <laughs> it's such a douche. Yeah. This is all me. I am a genius. This this means that you're going to get a ton of singing requests. <laughs> no, I get none. Yeah. <laughs> Only like really freaking tough ones for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, that'll it. be alright. Alright.
0: So yeah, that does it for episode number five. Oh, and yeah, and we did just open up Masters oh, twenty five. Yeah. And so and we're gonna dueling try and get that boxes. On yeah, dueling boxes. We're gonna try and get that on YouTube here as well. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty close
1: um, to each other. So yeah, you can check out See Who Wins in our first episode of uh, yeah, Dueling Box. Who has the
0: most value out of uh, the box that we opened? And we all know Adam cries a lot, so God why are you doing this at the end of the episode we you are being an (laughs) ass
1: love you all right all right that does it for this episode we will uh catch you guys next week thanks for listening see ya